April 26th, welcome back to Daily Dingers as we're coming off an absolutely outstanding week and we're looking to stay hot and make you guys some money so you could keep buying those crypto dips. Today, we bring a very special guest on board, Jack Settleman, CEO of Snapback Sports. You probably know Jack because he's a big NBA guy, he's an NBA top shot and NFT collector, and he's also quite the sports gambler. Is he the better Jack when it comes to Daily Dingers? We're going to find out today. Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I I take a a little bit of offense to you uh, just already assuming he's the better Jack. You've known me for like a month now, man. (laughs) I mean, I'm just assuming that, you know, you have a long way to go. I'm no no CEO, so I will give him that. (laughs) All right. That's true. That's true. So (laughs) let's get started here, Jack. A lot of people know you as an NBA guy, but as far as baseball goes, who's who's your favorite squad? My favorite squad is the Orioles, but it's it's uh, you know I grew up, so I was born in '96. It wasn't until like 2014 that we had a winning season. So the first 18 years of my life, we had a losing record, and then I went down to school at Texas, and that was the first year we had a winning record. So it was tough because I'm not watching every game, I'm not in market. Um, but yes, I am a, an Orioles fan. I now live in New York and I've gone to some Yankees games, playoff games, and, uh, I'm not a Yankee fan, but I do love like being in that environment. So I'm an Orioles fan, but it's not always easy. Who's your Oriole growing up? Cause I remember like watching like Adam Jones and thinking that guy was electric. Like, he was so fun to watch. Yeah. AJ was great. The city loved him. Marcakis was awesome. But honestly, Machado was my favorite Oriole, even though he was only there for a few years. People don't really remember like Manny Machado used to be one of the most fun players in baseball. Then we traded him and he went to the Dodgers and like something flipped a switch and he became like this kind of nasty. He didn't hustle and, you know, fans got on him for it. Now he's gone to San Diego and he's, he's a little more fun, but he used to be like the young kid out at the ballpark making insane plays at third base. I miss those many days. So, yeah, you talked about how, how much you loved watching Machado. And I know he's got one teammate right now, Fernando Tatis, who's, you know, arguably the most fun player in baseball to watch. Who's your current favorite player to watch in baseball? It's him. I mean, it's not even close what he's doing for the game. I thought, like, yesterday was the first time in a long time that I've been waiting all day to watch, like, a regular season mid-late April baseball game. And it was cool. Like, and, and then they were diving into it on Twitter and like, it felt very NBA-ish where there was hype around the hype. So I think Tatis is awesome. He homered again last night because he's out of his freaking mind. But Tatis is by, I mean, the Orioles have literally no one exciting right now. So, <laughs> so it's definitely Tatis right now. So what is like one of your favorite uh, baseball moments as a, as a fan? Yeah, that's a great question. So like I said, for 18 years, there weren't many. Um, And then the one moment I remember best is it's not even a game moment. It's pregame. That first time the Orioles had a home playoff game. I was, you know, I flew back home from college. It was on my mom's birthday, surprised her at the game. And it's like they do this one minute cut. I think the game was on tbs and so like to show like the you know the people watching at home how crazy it is like they plan it and they're like everyone stand up wave your towels just get loud 
And that was like the most insane environment. I mean, it was 18 years without like playoff baseball and the fans were just going crazy. And then that series was nuts. You won another blast from the past. I actually, so I'm home, like I said, from school, my brother had made JV soccer as a freshman. And my mom's like, he would really appreciate it. Like if you came and I, I knew he would. So like we end up leaving in the seventh inning of that series, one of the games. And in the eighth inning, Delman Young hits a base clearing uh, double uh, to like put the O's up. And everyone said oh. like, yeah. So now I like, and this was, I kid you not, like a one year stretch where all I did was leave games early by accident. Penn State, Michigan, triple overtime. We were oh tired in God. the third quarter. We left that game. So now like I stay, I stay till the end no matter what. But the that that just that pregame moment of like 18 years i mean i can only imagine for like cubs fans it was that on steroids you know oh my god yeah i actually i live in wrigleyville right now so i I know a ton of cubs fans and where i went to school like it was loaded with chicago people and just like going out to the bars during like that kind of scene and everything like seeing just how much it meant they were like i saw like grown men crying and everything because that it was it's like it's surreal what like a, a team that just like sucks for so long can do to a fan base once they do good for like just one i mean game. i'm in new york city right now like this city may burn to the ground if the knicks win a playoff series so <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing Facts. like there's nothing like li- listen i and i'm a huge baseball fan love football and everything but there is nothing like new york city when the knicks are good it's crazy it, the buzz is just incredibly it's different from any other sport it's yeah. it's absolutely insane i mean they're acting like julius randall is the second coming of jesus christ this year he's well crazy. not quite <laughs> he's just a lefty lebron james but that's for a different time we'll talk about that <laughs> yeah, okay. oh yeah, my god that is a hot take <laughs> uh, yeah i mean back to baseball i guess you know like i mean you're 24 i'm 24 like i feel like baseball in general when we were growing up was the huge thing everyone played it but now it's you know there's so many other things in in sports that have kind of like diluted it and not made baseball as popular like what do you think baseball needs to do to appeal to that younger fan base i think they're you know i make fun of baseball all the time on our podcast because like they you know they had a massive head start they're america's pastime and they they just didn't adjust with the way that the world's going which is quick hitters entertainment and all that stuff so i thought yes there was a great glimpse into what it can look like it's not a sport that has to be boring the younger generation is not going to watch a three-hour baseball game on april 26th they just won't they also won't watch a two and a half hour basketball game. They won't watch a three hour football game. So it's really like trying to shift it, right? And and put a pitch count or a time count on pitchers. That's really not like the biggest problem here. It's just making it more digestible. NFL red zone, right? Like I said, no one watches a three hour football game under the age of 20 anymore. They just watch red zone. Same thing with the NBA. They feel like they're watching, but they just get all their stuff through NBA meme Twitter and Instagram memes and stuff. So MLB just needs to be conscious of that. And then they also need to encourage what makes that content like fun. So like yesterday uh, on Sunday Night Baseball, they're asking Tim Kirchin about the whole like was Tatis going too far? And I was so proud of him because, you know, he's a 60 year old man and he acknowledged all that. He's like. Look, in the past, I'd probably be sitting here like they need to throw at him. They need to, you know, knock this off. And he was like, I get like I 
understand that I don't understand like what's best for the sport and we need to let these kids like play it out and do their thing so I think like actually taking a step back and then the same way Premier League lacrosse and like all these other new and up and coming sports are doing it which is focusing on the players I run a big sports account there's more Steph Curry fans than Warrior fans that follow me and I have a younger audience and that's really telling same way I think there'll be more Tatis fans and there are Padres fans growing up and so just continue to celebrate the players which they did in their playoff campaign the other year um i think last year or two years ago so continue to make it player centric make it more digestible really invest in you know the social media stuff because i think that's what spreads the game do you also think um you know in terms of making it player centric they don't we have like Tatis is electric and he does all, you know, he does, he gets emotional, he shows emotion, but you can't at my, you can't suspend guys like Nick Castellanos for showing emotion on a play at the plate. Like Nick Castellanos actually got suspended more games than the entire Astros team did for cheating. So it's like, <laughs> where do we like, you know, like how does baseball get past? I know this is going off topic here a little bit, um, but like, how does baseball like kind of get past that? Like, what do they, what do they need to do to like get people in to be like, no, we can't, we need to let these guys be who they are. That's the only way the game's going to grow. So, so I think maybe just fine tuning what the length of that suspension is. Uh, yeah, he shouldn't be suspended for something like that. But look, NBA players get tossed for technical fouls all the time. You know, Draymond Green gets suspended in in a game set, game six or game five in an NBA final. So you, you got you know you got to keep obviously players you know in line, and it can't get out of control. But but yeah, the, you can't suspend that guy for that long. I, I hate that you had to bring up the Draymond. I grew up in the Bay Area, so I'm like a huge Warriors fan. I just hate that you had to bring that up. Man. It's, that always I mean, yeah, but I mean, think about that. If if Tatis got – if Kershaw threw a Tatis in a AL or NLCS game four and couldn't pitch in game seven, like that would be nuts. And that was essentially oh what happened yeah. with Draymond. Like, yeah. yeah, if Draymond plays that game, the Warriors win. But it the also – the crazy yeah. thing is it, it played into the narrative even more. It made the series even more interesting. But, yeah, you definitely don't want to get into the habit of suspending uh, guys for showing emotion. So before we get into this nitty-gritty of, of gambling, um, I need to ask you, what the hell is an NFT and how do I get on this train? <laughs> <laughs> NFTs, non-fungible token – um what are they though digital ownership so similar concept to like you check your banking app and you see that there's money there right and if you wanted to send jack some money you know you could bank transfer it to him so you send him a hundred bucks there's no one that's like let's say you're at chase bank and he's at Citibank. there's no one at chase that's like taking a hundred dollars out of the safe and walking over to Citibank and giving it to them. And, you know, it's all just digital ledgers that say you have something. So that's kind of like a, an easy way to say that's what digital ownership is. It's just the blockchain is a public ledger, um, the same way your bank account is more so like a private ledger. And it just keeps track of different transactions and you can see who owns stuff and who bought stuff and who sold stuff. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what an NFT is. Now, NFTs could be a million different things, digital art, top shop moments, courses, uh, the list goes on and on. 
That's that's I see. I never really knew exactly what NFTs were because I know my my buddies like my roommates will are crazy about NBA Top Shot and like I'll sign up for it, but I still have absolutely no clue how yeah. it works. I'm just like, all right, I guess like you're what, like, once one you once you get it, I think you get it. So like in real life, you know, if you're holding something, you understand what physical ownership looks like because you're touching it. And digital ownership, once you start to see something in your account, you're like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. I can buy and sell that, right? If people are always like with Top Shot, they're like, can I just screen record YouTube? Yeah, you can. Same reason I can go on Etsy and buy a picture of the Mona Lisa. But one is verifiably real and yours and the other is a counterfeit okay so you're okay, saying now that makes sense so what you're saying is buy more ethereum yeah so i actually you mentioned the the crypto dip so i had been buying bitcoin for a few years and i didn't even understand that eth was what drove nfts and like actually had a, a strong use case i thought bitcoin was going to be like a true transactional currency it won't be it's really just like digital gold that um because it's kind of a capped uh amount it'll just continue to rise based on people buying into it but eth is super efficient like you can send it they have high gas fees and everything a lot of the stuff probably doesn't mean much to anyone but Yes, I, I am now a believer in Ethereum. I think it's probably a decent investment. Let's go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, do you have like, is there any NFT kind of deal for baseball yet? Or is that still, I know Tatis released something, I think, right? Yeah, so so this is kind of what happened. So NFTs have actually existed since 2017. NBA Top Shot comes along and makes it so that the casual person can can participate in nfts and on a blockchain with a credit card which had really never been done there's a lot of regulations but nba top shot actually built their own blockchain a lot of complexities to this whole thing top shot goes crazy you see it everywhere your roommates woge i mean literally everywhere so then all the athletes are like especially not in the nba are like well let's create our own nfts let's cash grab this thing up so for like a month it gets really hot tatis drops one alonzo drops one and now that market's kind of crashed because they just were clearly cash grabbing and they've made you know these dumb little things. So now we're sitting at a place where you can either think very strategic about it. So the whole point of NFTs isn't just like to, to track how much they're worth. It's really for access and utility, meaning like instead of Tatis just dropping an NFT, what if his NFT also came with a signed jersey that he would ship to you? Or if you own one of his top 10 NFTs, you could do a Zoom with him once a year and like be really engaged, right? And build that community. So that's what it was supposed to be. But for baseball, okay. yeah, they just dropped tops, actually just dropped virtual NFT sports car looking things. Um, I'm I'm not a huge fan of them, but like one of the trout sold for like 87K or something. So yeah, yeah, crazy. Jeez, so, that is why it's crazy how much money people make off of those things. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not. It's nuts. And like, I'm just, I'm thinking, so if there's, I know the only thing I know about NFTs, I know very little, right? So I know you could have one of one, or you could have one of 10, or you could have one of a hundred, but let's just say you have one of 10. Like, is that more about, that's less valuable than one of one, I would assume. Yeah, is that, yeah, is that yeah, how yeah. it works? Yeah. The more scarce, but it also, I mean, I, Think about it logically, right? Would you rather own a one of 10 
uh, or uh, Trout or a one of one of Austin Hayes. You know, like at that point, you'd, you'd that, much rather own a Mike Trout. So that's yeah, that's that. I mean, yes, that that comparison is. By the way, the Austin Hayes drop. I know you're an O's. But that's just <laughs> well, he had two dingers yesterday. I I Huge know, game. I know that that was an insane drop right there. <laughs> I am really like. I'm very impressed with that. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, now we're going to get into now it is time to see if like you actually are the better Jack here because okay. we're going to go into our picks for today. Um, we start with our best bet when and before we even start, when you when you make baseball picks, when you gamble on baseball, what are some of the things that you look for to start and then give us your best bet for today? Yeah, I am. Did you guys see the Pete Rose clip that actually went out over the the past week about his gambling strategy? No. Oh, you have to check that out. It was it was epic. I'll share that with you guys later. I think he was pretty much saying like he looks at how pitchers are trending. He's a big believer of like what's going on right now versus like if you were to look at a preseason, which I think we'll talk about that in a little. But uh, what do I look for? I, I really care about pitching. Um, I like to see how players are are hitting against those pitchers also career-wise. Um, home field, I used to be like a big home underdog type of guy, but now with no fans and I think home field's been mitigated. The odds start to show that. You've seen that across the NFL. I think it's starting to trend that way a little in baseball too, um, especially with like the – the seven inning games and also the runner on second. So a lot of just complexity, the whole thing. So pitching is where I start for sure. Um, after that, just like how the, the guys are playing overall. So my best pick, my best bet for today uh, is Dodgers minus one and a half. And I don't normally like to lay runs or lay like heavy money lines, but this is plus 125. Everyone saw what happened last night you're probably getting a slight bit of value just because they're coming off, you know, a couple losses and they're facing one of the best teams in baseball. So I like that matchup for the Dodgers, the Reds, you know, they're, they're kind of like the national league Orioles, you know, they're just not that good. So I like the Dodgers in this spot. I mean, the Dodgers aren't going to lose two games in a row too. That just doesn't happen to a team like that. Exactly. So, and then if you look at the total, the total is not anything too low. So it's, it reminds me a lot of uh, my big 12 Texas Longhorns. Like they'll lay 10 points in a game and you're like, you're laying double digits on the road. And it's like, well, no, the over under 70, it's really, you know, one score in the grand scheme of things. So similar spot here where, like you said, the Dodgers, I mean, (laughs) to get them plus money to win by two pluses. I like that. Yeah. Also the, the Reds, they're just the most inconsistent team in baseball. Like they'll score, they'll either score eleven or they'll just get shut out and get two hit. So right. that's right. that's a bet. I mean that that I love that what you're looking at with that. It makes a ton of sense, and you're definitely getting value because the Dodgers are coming off a tough weekend. Perotti, what do you got us for? What do you got for us today? Oh yeah, so today I got uh, Royals money line minus one oh nine. Uh, kind of like Jacko here, I'm, I'm kind of big into the matchups um, and how players are hitting against pitchers. And if you look what the Royals do off of Spencer Turnbull, it's actually absurd. Uh, Carlos Santana's 8 for 20. Whit Merrifield's 5 for 17. Ryan O'Hearn's 4 for 10. Horace Hiller's 5 for 13. Like, these guys just 
absolutely mashed Turnbull, and most of them have multiple, uh, at least two to three uh, extra base hits against him. And looking at the other side of things, Brad Keller, who actually hasn't been amazing this year, like he's actually obviously been pretty awful. We've trashed him a few times. Um, The Tigers just can't really hit him that well. So I kind of just like I just like looking at the matchups with that one. That one seems pretty easy, and uh, the values at minus one hundred nine because I know Keller hasn't been that great this year. But if you look at the matchups, he actually kind of owns the Tigers. So that's bold, dude. I mean, he just worries me. That guy worries me. The Keller, you, you I, he, Spencer Turnbull, more. I mean, the guy's coming <laughs> in here. I mean, he's got a 180 RA coming into this game, but the Royals do mash him. So it's, it's, I, I get where you're going. It just worries me a little bit because Keller could give up six in the first, and then we're looking at each other like we should oh, have taken he, the over. He very well could. I mean, my first and like nerfy, like no run first inning of the year was Rangers, uh, Rangers Royals, where he gave up, I think, eight in the first inning. I was like, <laughs> all right, cool, cool. Love that. Like I picked the worst game for it of the entire opening day slate. That's a, that's, that's a, yeah, that inflated the ERA a bit. So I'm going to go my best bet for today. I'm doing uh Brewers Marlins first five under three and a half. So settlement, you don't know this, but I am the president and CEO of the Corbin Burns fan club. So I love this guy. We, there's nothing really else to say. I, the reason I'm making this pick is because I love Corbin Burns and I love Trevor Rogers from Miami. So Corbin Burns, we don't really need to say much about him. He's got a 0.37 ERA, 40 strikeouts, no walks, which is absurd. Then on the other side, Trevor Rogers, he has a 1.64 ERA. His Ks per nine is 12.7. I just don't – I want to leave the bullpens out of this thing. First five under, very comfortable getting that at three and a half. The actual odds are not up yet. You got to look at your books on this. Um, But under three and a half, just, just place that bet. That's how I'm. That's how I I'm think I, I think I might know the the vice president of the Burns fan club, so I have to connect you. But because I write in in my group friend chat, and I'm like Degrom. I mean Degrom is on a different level, and he's like, don't forget about Burns. That's it, dude. <laughs> dude connect us. He just connect us. We'll we're gonna start the start the train on social. We, we're getting this. So I'm I'm gonna probably get a Burns tattoo like on my chest. On like, I chest. love this guy. <laughs> okay. All right. Unbelievable. We'll get searched to. We'll get Serge to whip up some graphics and everything for some T-shirts. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So let's move now into underdogs for today. Uh, Settlement. What do we, what do we got? What are you looking at? Who do you like underdog today? We are going with the hometown boys. We're going with the Orioles. I mean, coming off like we said, Austin Hayes' incredible performance. But this <laughs> this is this is exactly what I'm talking about, which is, and I target this in any sport, but I love it in baseball. You know, before the season starts, you see Yankees at Orioles and the Yankees are going to be minus 200 favorites and they're going to you know, crush the Orioles, especially in a hitter's park. The Yankees are just not playing good baseball and that's OK, right? Like that doesn't mean they won't end up winning 100 games. It doesn't mean they won't be in the playoffs. It doesn't mean. But like today, they're not what the Yankees are supposed to be. So we take advantage of that. And the Orioles will probably lose 100 games. They're not on track for that. They'll get there. But today they're, you know, they're playing good baseball. So uh, I like the O's in this spot coming off a big W yesterday. Keep a little momentum going. I think New York was in Cleveland last night, so they got to travel down to be more. Um, I just like the O's here. Yes, sir. Dude, anytime you could fade, anytime you could fade the Yankees, throw in a guy who hasn't pitched this season, you right. got to do it. You, you, you gotta do it. <laughs> 
and yeah. Perot, but Perotti is going to be, he likes the pick. I could see it in his face, but he also dislikes Matt Harvey. So, you and know, that's, he's, and that's why it's hard for me to pick the O's as my underdog too. They're my favorite underdog of the day by a mile. I'm, I'm sticking with the O's. I didn't even know you were O's fan till this. So that kind of works out that we're both picking the Orioles for this, but dude, like I was, I was looking like, as I said, like just big matchups guy, like Giancarlo and DJ LeMay are two of their best hitters, right? Giancarlo is three for 19 with 10 K's career against Matt Harvey. That's, I mean, I know that's probably a, a lot of those numbers from when Matt Harvey was actually good. Right. But when you've never seen a guy like your entire career, like that certainly can't help your confidence. DJ LeMay is three for 11. Brett Garner is three for 11. Like the guys that have faced Matt Harvey have gotten just, just not done well. So I think that it says something for like Matt Harvey when he's pitching against these dudes. Like he's like, oh, like I could, I could strike out Giancarlo. That's yeah. nothing. That's easy. How money. do you not, how do you not want to back Harvey though? I mean, the guy I, is, he's classic. He's, average. I mean, I, I wish, dude, he was my favorite player. I'm a Mets fan. So he was my favorite player. I was at game five of the World Series when the whole ninth inning thing yeah. happened. That was the best game I've ever seen pitched live. And he should have been taken out after the first batter of the ninth inning, but like you still had to let, there shouldn't have been a conversation. The conversation should have been, you go, you get one batter, you get him out, you get another batter. Right. Didn't work out. Wheels fell off, but I love that guy. I hope he does well. I really, really hope he does well, but it's just tough, right? Now. It's tough to watch him throw like 92, like right down the dick and yeah. watch it get just pissed on. So it's, it's tough. He was, he was electric when he was at his peak. It was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah he but, was. My my underdog today, I'm not as brave as you guys, but this is still on the I this is on what you were talking about. Like tr what's trending right now. And I think right now, this is two teams going in completely different directions at the current moment. So I'm doing Mariners plus one forty six against the Astros. And I'm also gonna do the plus one and a half on that as well. The Astros are real the Astros got off to a hot start. Um Mr. Perotti said that he thought they were the best team in baseball at the start of the season. <laughs> they, they were tearing it up. Then now they have some, some COVID issues there. I don't think their starting rotation is, is very good to be totally honest. And the Mariners are off to, for them, I thought they were going to stink, but they're off to a hot start. 13 and nine, their starting pitching has been really good. I think at the current moment, it's just two teams going in completely opposite directions. So I'm going Mariners. Plus one forty six, and give me the plus one and a half as well. All right, and yeah, I, like and then, I think we got some winners on tap today. I also feel like a lot of the winners we discussed, maybe not the Mariners one, but the other ones could be good overplays as well. Not your first five under, but those Yankees could see some fireworks. What was the game oh, we were yeah. talking about before? Um, Royals, Royals, yeah, Tigers. Royals, Tigers. Could be, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We could have a uh, we, yeah. listen. We had a big week last week. So we're going to keep the, the streak going. I'm with it. Buy those crypto dips. I'm all about that. That's it. Man. That's that. it. So now that's going to bring us into our last segment of the day, our daily dinger. We pick a prop bet to go yard. I'm going to preface this again. I have to say this every podcast. Don't expect all of these to hit every single day. It's just, this is our, this is a pick. It's got to, these are all like plus money juice. Settlement. What do you got today? So I'm riding. The hot, the hot hand, Trevor Story. He hit the, he hit the big one yesterday. I know that was at Coors, but I, 
I just love when players get hot. You see with Tatis, two, two, one, and three straight days, three straight games. Um, and I love Story. I think he's an underrated player. He's one of those that because he's kind of stored in in Colorado, maybe he doesn't get a ton of attention, and then people credit you know the thin air out there. But I like Story. Take a long shot on him. I think I got it. Yeah, plus three ten. Decent odds, three to one. We'll Good. see what he does. That's good. Jack Perotti, what about you? Who do you got today? Yeah, we got uh we got Bryce Harper against Adam Wainwright in the Cardinals. He homered twice yesterday. And you I mean, Steve knows like every single time Bryce Harper uh hits a home run, like for the first time in like a little bit, I'm gonna take in the very next game because he absolutely just hits him in bunches. I feel mm-hmm. I feel like those star players, all of them do that like every single time. And he's only plus two eighty, which I mean is pretty I, I thought it was gonna be a lot lower than that if you look at his numbers against Wainwright where he's 13 for 28 with two homers four doubles and a triple like he just hits the crap out of Wainwright I mean plain and simple yeah. so yeah. um and plus 280 odds too that's some decent juice that I can get behind for sure right. I, I love that because Wainwright stinks too so he's so I, bad I, I can't like, believe he's still pitching I when I, I saw that I was like isn't this guy like 46 if you yeah. look at that pitching staff as a whole, you're, it wouldn't be surprising that he's pitching still because it's horrendous. Like, yeah. oh my god, how's how's no. Flaherty pitching this year? It's okay. He's, he's getting better. He, he's up and down. He had a rough start, but he's been he's been better since the rough start. But like yeah. the rest of their rotation is, it's pretty horrendous. <laughs> it's it's really bad. But I'm <laughs> my daily dinger pick today. Going with Jorge Soler. So I'm staying in that first game that Jack picked. Like he said, against Spencer Turnbull, he's 13 at-bats, 385, a home run. Points bet, he's plus 210. I mean, that's low odds for for home homer bets. Usually they start in like the plus 300 range, even 250. I think, And he could just pop one at any time. That's what, what I'm going with today. Before we get out of here, we got nerfy candidates. So... No run first inning. I'm looking at a few. What do you have? You guys looked at any that you like today? I didn't have any, but um, based off your your picking with our boy uh, with the uh, fan yeah. club, I mean, I'm sure that the odds on it are not pretty, but it doesn't sound like the worst game to get out to a zero zero start. Yeah, minus minus one forty five. Uh, honestly that's not terrible i was yeah for an over under what's the over under on the game six and a half or seven it's seven right i feel like that six and a half yeah i feel like that's normally like minus 180 for no runs first inning on a on a total that low yeah because even on saturday i was looking at obviously cole bieber um the no run first inning was minus 210 i was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna even touch that but minus one minus 145 and you know it's like we're supporting the fan club so i like that i'll make that my official pick let's do that and parodi what do you what do you got riding with that too i i think that's the easy one right there but if i mean do we want to look at something else besides it like i mean i looked at cubs braves just uh, that's like i looked at it i'm not gonna i probably won't touch it at it but like the braves got one hit in 14 innings yesterday um and the cubs the cubs really do get off to some slow start and they strike out a ton too and charlie moore yeah so i mean i looked at that reds dodgers isn't terrible either 
Um, I don't. I don't mind Giants Rockies either. It's in San Francisco, and it's been like really overcast and cold there. Where's nice. Story hitting though? I don't want to see a first inning homer from. Uh... He's probably hitting three. Probably hitting three. All right. All <laughs> yeah. Right. So you gotta hey, be tough you, that year. You don't have any trust in Anthony Desclafani, and I hate that. I'm a big <laughs> Desclafani guy now. You really are. I'm like, I'm not anti Desclafani, but he's burned me. He's burned me a few times personally in terms of gambling. So I stay far hey. away from him. Hey, don't look now, but Giants are second in the NL West. I know. Just saying. Guys, Just guys, guys are good. But listen, Jack, thank you for joining us today. This was awesome. This was a lot of fun. Um, tell everybody how they can find you. Yeah, Snapback Sports, Snapback Sports Pod, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and then I'm at Jack Settlement on any platform. Uh, you'll find me on. Are you guys on Twitter? Yes, sir. guys. That's that's the best place to be right now when you're when you're throwing out the bets and we can just tweet back at each other about all the money we made and which crypto dips we're buying. So find me on find me on those platforms at Jack Settlement. <laughs> absolutely love it everyone don't forget to go to thegameday.com and check out everything that our affiliates have to offer don't forget to subscribe to daily dingers on apple and spotify wherever else you get your podcasts for jack perotti and jack settlement i'm steve armato we will see you guys tomorrow tomorrow